Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. College football is headed into its final month, basketball has started, football's in full swing, and the World Series is starting this week. BetOnline has you covered with all of the odds, props, promos, and parlays. And if you use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, you can get a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the link in the description to this episode. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you, Morgan? I'm good. Where have you been all my life? I don't know where I've been all your life. Where have you been all my life? It's not a very long life. Um, well, let's say the, let's say the last three weeks then. Actually, I do know where I've been all my life. I've been under a, a rock for the past 17 days watching the San Diego baseball playoffs. Yeah, I'm really sorry for your loss. What but loss? Congratulations. Yeah, you were, you were playing with House Bunny. I heard. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. There's no sadness, only overwhelming joy and love because How was the ride? Decided- Did you enjoy it? Oh, very much so. Very much. I set the expectations at zero, so it was only pleasure and no pain. That's nice. Yeah. It, it was enjoyable. Yeah. I, w- I would have loved to have seen you gone, gone all the way, but... You know what? It's okay. We can't have we can't have too many nice things. We can only That's have occasional right. you nice get other, things in you life. Know, I agree. You don't, to, you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, you don't want to be spoiled because then you feel like you're unworthy of happiness and joy. No, then you just want more. Well, no, I, I what try idiot not. Idiot feels be... like they're unworthy. Please, me. There are awful. But there are awful people to... in this world. You are absolutely worthy. Don't, don't yeah, I know. I just have to. Oh, thank you. That was that was from that was surprisingly sweet. Thank you, Morgan. I'm a changed woman. I save lives now, Kyle. Oh, that's wonderful. Glad that glad that you can enjoy your your new exciting job that you wanted. Uh, yeah, I had my first person die yesterday. That was sad, but yeah, it does seem sad. I imagine yeah, it's perspective. That's going to happen. Yeah, so maybe that means I'm just one step closer to having my first person be born. That would be cool. I guess that would be cool. Kind of a Mm -hmm. weird cycle of life situation as you... Yeah, (laughs) Lion King, circle of life sort of shit. I get a badge if I I deliver a baby over the phone. I'm very excited. I want a badge. Do you, you... Are you trained to deliver a baby over the phone? Yep. Huh. You know what? That's a pretty cool skill to have. I'm trained to do everything over the phone. Control cleaning, CPR. What else do you have and to do? was the job that you wanted and signed up for. Yeah. So I f- officially finished training on last Thursday and have been uh, operating with a mentor beside me for the last three shifts, which is cool. I've churned through 105 calls by myself now. So I think when I get to about 200 or so, I get reassessed. And if I'm good to swim alone, I'm free. 
You do sound like a slightly changed person. You sound like you have a nice little pep in your step today. Yeah. I'm going to get there. Like it's yeah. been a, it's been a roller coaster. But we we're, we're getting we're moving in the right direction now. Like I've got through training. Training was a bitch. It was really difficult. But we finished that now. So what is the right direction on a roller coaster? Just my levitard brain is kicking in right now. What is the right direction on a roller coaster? Backwards, I think. <laughs> Backwards? Oh, I don't know. I, guess my, that... I went on the roller coaster at Six Flags where I got to stand up, and I liked that one the best. I liked stand up. My roller coaster. <laughs> you like the fun. ones where you get closer to some sort of catastrophic event happening? Absolutely. Like, the crazier the better. I Like, I love a thrill ride. Love them. So, like, if you can be, like, laying down or uh, not so much the legs hanging, I'm over that. That's a bit boring now. But I loved standing up. That was cool. See, I, I would not be in the same camp as you. I understand the thrill. I understand the fun from it. It's quite the adrenaline rush. I I am someone who can't even handle going upside down on a, like, flight simulator thing. I can't I can't handle, like, when a plane turns too far to the right. So it, it's difficult for me to do crazy rides. Oh. Yeah, I feel for people who have like motion triggers. Yeah. They don't like when things turn or move or go up or down. Or it's a good way to phrase drop. it because it's not like motion sickness. It's just no, like it's this plane turned thing. too far to the right, and now my yeah. head hurts for three hours. Yeah, well, like when you go on one of those old rickety wooden roller coasters, and you feel like you've displaced your spine for a few days. You, you know, but, uh, you know who's surprised surprisingly i lego land in california surprising it's a new theme park but surprisingly has a large amount of those roller coasters where you're like oh this feels a little bit unsafe not sure yeah, there why. was one of those at six legs it seemed quite new too but it was like it made to look like those old wooden roller coasters and like it, they have that distinct sound to them that real rattle i like them but i like that i like when I like, you can simulate the rattle coasters. of an old-timey coaster yeah like like the thrill of like the new ones is cool and stuff and and the technology and blah 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 blah, blah. but there's nothing like having your bones rattle when you're on a roller coaster <laughs> just to make you <laughs> well, feel alive i mean you said that backwards is the right direction on a roller coaster i guess that means that the, the roller coaster isn't going in the right direction very often so i guess you know that's that's not great in terms of getting... Don't go with what I say, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not the Dalai Lama. Just an idiot. I get that. I get that. I, I just don't anyway. understand the, the, the roller coaster logic I, because... Well, I don't know. Like forward is obviously the way to go, but forward then takes you to the end of the ride and then it's over and then you're done. And so then I guess I up I like is... The... Let's, let's know because going down is the funnest part of the roller coaster fair so maybe it's like the sweat of going down maybe it's the adrenaline rush that comes with imminent decline in life and on a roller crystal <laughs> like holy shit here we go everything's fucked what a metaphor what a metaphor life's one big roller coaster and on the way down you never feel more alive yeah but that's the same with gambling like i for me the thrill of gambling is not the win; it's the sweat. It's <laughs> so never that been. It's never been, it's never been about quoting. the win; it's the sweat. 
Like I love it. If I'm playing cards and I've got five cards in my hand, I will as slowly as possible squeeze those cards across because I'm in it for the sweat. All of it. Always. I would never feel more alive than when they're pulling the chips away. (laughs) It it, is exactly right. The thrill of when you just surrender to the luck gods, There, there is no luck in have I have I ever told the the my one like first my first real gambling moment that has kind of like turned me off of gambling money on sport? Turn uh, you off of gambling? I see you lost. No, I didn't lose. I won. But um, basically, so the first time I ever had like a this was in this is the end of high school. So like you know in high school money isn't exactly the same as what it is before. But I had like what to me felt like a significant amount of money on. Um, a Milwaukee and Toronto Eastern Conference Finals game between Giannis and Kawhi. And the game, I think I, I was like betting Toronto plus four. And this was like the first, this was like my first experience with like feeling like I had a lot of money riding on it. I was just betting with my friend. Um, that game went to double overtime in a playoff game. And God, I, the end of that game, I'm like, this was not fun at all. This oh, was see, this you was know, way too much of an adrenaline rush for me. And I know that, most that's games. that's it. That's the dream. Like, not only <laughs> and, and, do you get however many minutes of basketball game is, you got double overtime. You got all that extra sweat. I, I got like, double overtime so and so needed good. Toronto to win by four points. Like, I know most gambling doesn't feel like that because the results almost always in hand. But just watching that was just just absolute torment. And and ever since then, I don't think I've ever bet a, an amount of money larger than like ten dollars on a sporting event. <laughs> like I just yeah. I I I don't I don't think I want to go down that road again. I I don't yeah. need that adrenaline rush in my life. It's not for everyone, and if it's not for you, then don't do it. Um, yeah, I, and, and I know it all the... it shouldn't be for me, but I love it. Um, but I think the last thing I bet on was the U.S. presidential election. Which is not really something that's to me. It didn't feel like a sport. It felt like easy money. So that's why I did it. Um, did you and, win? Yes. Okay. Um, and it was when like votes had like it was on the day of the election. But like votes were coming in, and Trump had come in as like, like <laughs> heavy favorite, and so I like. Chuck some money on Joe Biden just to. So it was. Know, it was just, the day. It was smart money. It was. It was day of the election. Yeah, yeah. The result was, didn't it, come out for, however long after, but yeah, on the day of the election, I, like when some of the results had come in, blah blah blah, and they were counting votes. That's when I put it on. But before that, I think my last sporting bet really was um, Super Bowl MVP. Oh no, this year I did. I get. I bet bet on OBJ when he broke his fucking Tory ACL, which was amazing because he was absolutely the MVP of that game at that stage. Sort of. Sort of. He, no, he, he was like he was. He was absolutely head and shoulders above everybody else at that stage. Um after a quarter and a quarter. <laughs> it was after, after a quarter after and one a quarter, qu- I knew that Julian Edelman was going to be the MVP. I said before the game Julian Edelman was going to be the MVP, but that was when I was the really like, no, I'm not gambling anymore. And then at halftime, I was like, well, it's stupid to not put any money on it now. 
<laughs> the bold like strategy of betting wide receivers to win Super Bowl MVP. And you know what? Two of the last four years, you would have absolutely hit on that because two of the last four Super Bowl MVPs have been wide receivers. I don't like favorites. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna gamble, I'm not gambling to win a dollar. Like, and I'm not I'm not gonna put a stake on like mattress max style. Like I'm not yeah. gonna put I'm not gonna put a big stake in there. I want it small stakes, big wins. So like in Australian rules football, one of the one of the most fun bets you can put on is first goal scorer. And so like you can bet on any player on the ground. And so like the fate usually the the forwards who usually kick the goals, they start like around seven, eight dollars to kick the first goal. And then like the defenders are around forty one dollars and like the, the shitty players that don't usually kick goals and I'm always on a forty one dollar person. And you jag one every now and again and it's the best thrill in the world. I see. So but it seems like you're more of like an a- addict. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like you're more of like a cards like casino gambler more than a sports gambler. I would gamble I would on two ants walking up a wall. <laughs> I, I I just love the action. But I'm I'm pretty good now at not doing it. So I think I think I might have put one bet on during the Australian Rules football season, like on one game. And yeah, before that was the Super Bowl. Okay. It is. It's coming. Oh no! It is right now. Uh, our spring racing carnival, horse racing, um, which is a big time of year here. So next Saturday, the like the main carnival starts. I think. Um, so I might put a bet on on the Melbourne Cup, but we'll see. I'm going to try yeah. and attend one of the days at least. That seems like good because this would be the equivalent of May in Australia getting closer to when horse racing would be you you want to you can make a day out of it like horse racing has has always had gambling as part of the culture i know that other sports are trying to go there now because there's money in it but like opening sports books at stadiums but that's been horse racing forever it's part of the whole yeah. the whole shtick. Exactly so right. it's more of an like, event than it is having, the gambling, uh, so. like, yeah, no i didn't go to the horse i don't go to the races for the gambling but it's it comes part and parcel whereas exactly. like my my mom will put bets on every race of the main spring race and carnival. So it's like, I don't know, five or six main days. She'll put like a $5 bet on every race. And then like at the end of the day, she'll sit down and watch the races and see if she won or lost or whatever. Whereas I'm, if I'm there, I'll bet. If I'm not, I'm not interested. That makes sense. So I think, I think it, I'll, the I'll gambling try to get is to one day. No, oh, yeah. When you're there, it's part of, part of the experience and it's just get a drink you put a bet on yeah so it's like going to the casino for the buffet it's like let's make the gambling secondary and that makes it you know we're less invested in the gambling if it's not the singular focus for myself yeah i couldn't possibly imagine that yeah like i, I think that. It, it, it took me like four trips to make it to a buffet i never once had breakfast all i would have for breakfast was a strawberry daiquiri at a, <laughs> while, while sitting at a slot machine <laughs> uh, but, that's um, a wonderful that's a wonderful like, image I'm, I'm trying to be a reformed gambler i'm doing okay i think what a great sentence i'm doing okay i think yeah i think so i don't know you know 
swings and roundabouts. Oh no, I put a bet on in March. Well, that's okay. That's not even that's ages ago. That's like yeah, that's half a. I mean, it feels like ages ago for me. That's like seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, I put a bet on a UFC fight that I know nothing about. Nice. For me. But it was, that's it one was of those Mas- where you it check was Masvidal in later. too. <laughs> no, you I, bet I, I on think... Masvidal or against Masvidal. Um, I'm looking it up. Uh, I don't know. I bet for it to go to five rounds. It did not go to oh. five rounds. Well, all right then. Oh I, no, I bet Col- I bet Colby Covington uh, KO or TKO in round one. I didn't bet five rounds. It was a five round fight. I bet that Covington would knock him out in the first round. That did not happen. Yeah, maybe I, I just Covington wanted that to happen because but... it was super necessary. I mean, awesome. Colby Covington is not exactly a saint either. Absolutely That's, not. But I think you, you're struggling to find a saint in that sport, aren't you? Yeah, but if you're picking out the two that I think of, when I, when you first associate with assholes in UFC, those are the two that I think of first and foremost. Is, yeah, see, is, I don't know anything about anyone in the UFC. I don't know a ton. I like I know casual UFC. I I know UFC from like four years ago. (laughs) That's actually the best way I could describe it. I know that I am a casual UFC fan from four years ago and then haven't kept up. Like I know the name Francis Ngannou. I know the name Israel Adesanya, but I don't really know exactly anything about them or what weight classes they fight or people that they beat. Like, but I know Nate Diaz. I know Australian fighting, whatever. Robert yeah. Winkle. I don't know. Maybe that's him. I don't know. Anyway, so I had forty dollars on Odell Beckham Jr. to uh, for Super, Super Bowl MVP, and that was at twenty three dollars. So that would have paid me eight hundred and sixty dollars. Oh my gosh! Wow. Motherfucker. So yeah, that was upsetting. Yeah, that that is upsetting because he he was actually doing pretty good at the start of the game. Yeah, he was doing he, really well before he like, tore his ACL yeah, and when. When I put the bet on him, he was at $23. And then in live betting, like during the game, right before he did his knee, he was at like $3. One of my favorite parts of the Super Bowl, and I'm trying to remember who it was now. Um, who was the who was the advertiser who spent $5 million to have their advertisement play right after Odell Beckham has torn his knee? Like just very unfortunate situation. I think it was T-Mobile, if I'm remembering correctly. It had Katy Perry in it, but I was just like, I don't know, that's unfortunate I don't... that we just panned from Odell Beckham tearing his ACL to that. I think we get the international feed here, so we don't ever get the Super Bowl ads. We get like ah. Mike Tirico. You just get Mike Tirico in a booth. Just you get his face. I, I, that's it. Hang on, I, I'm going to look up who the international commentary team. It's like it was crap. It's always crap. International feed um, Super Bowl. Not supermarket, you fucking idiot. Mike um, uh, Tirico makes sense just because it was on NBC last year. So that it, it would make I sense. Making, that it was I, like... I might be making that up completely. Um, I don't even know. And Al Michaels still worked at NBC back then. Nah, he wasn't on it. It was. I know it wasn't Al Michaels because he was calling the regular people. broadcast. Three annoying people. Um, That's okay. What does this say? Uh, this yeah. says Brian Gracie, but I don't think he was on it. That would be interesting because that's the yes, that's the old. Yeah, ESPN I mean, Mike Tirico, Drew Brees, Tony Dungy, Rodney Harris. That's not it. That's not it. I made that up. 
Wow, that is a that is quite the trio. That is I didn't, I didn't that, think that was it at all. Okay, I was gonna say that is quite the trio of people. To I know they all used to work at NBC, but that is that is quite the trio that you're setting up there. Uh, semi semi transition here. Uh, do do you get any joy from watching Matt Ryan get benched? Very much very much joy i feel extreme validation that i had this take long before world's greatest nfl analyst many times who should have jumped off this sinking boat long ago but refused to and yeah smart footballing people were saying that matt ryan was cooked a while ago and by smart footballing people i mean me yeah, just, just me. Well, so, I since twenty twenty, I've been happen, Matt Ryan is not going to happen. I was since, long before twenty twenty. Since twenty twenty, I was I was calling him the rotting corpse of Matt Ryan. So I, I called me a late adopter, but I think I was kind of on the uh, the same boat that his rotting corpse has officially fallen apart. And even the one good thing he did this year, which was that game winning drive against the Jaguars, I was like. I saw him trip over his own offensive lineman, the play right before throwing the game winning touchdown. And then there's so many funny parts about this, but I'll let you saints fan who should be a Bengals fan, take a victory lap on that one. Not, I should not be. A, I'm shush. That's not true. Um, um, it's just, it's, it's really great to see Matt Ryan stink. And then have, Atlanta, you lose yesterday and have the Bucks lose to the Panthers to PJ Walker was just chef's kiss. Chef's kiss of a day of football for me. You know why? Because we are still, we would be in the, in the hunt graphic right now and we stink. That's At how two bad and five. the NFC South is. Like, honestly, we, we are still so in with a chance here because the Bucks are not convincing at all. Yeah, they, they the NFC South has provided no alternative to the Bucks, so the Bucks are going to win that division because there's just there's no healthy alternative that exists to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even though they're like the, even if Tampa is a playoff caliber team, which I think they are, the 49ers are doing their whole thing better than them this year. So it's, they're they're not actually good. There's just the best of a bunch of bad options. But that's what the league is this year. The best of, of bad options. Like, well, that's why I, the, I'm trying like to the, have a the division that healthy. was supposed to be like fire is not. There's only one good team in it that was supposed to have four good teams in it. Not really. Like mm-hmm. it's just a real not really season. And you know what that means? The Saints could get sneaky good. <laughs> I I saw Andy Dalton throw two pick sixes within a single minute. Andy, I, don't, I don't think this one's happening. One of them was not his fault. Um, that was Marcus Callaway, I think. That was yeah, yeah um, you're right. Look, sometimes your rifle misfires, right? You go again. But that's like shooting yourself in the leg and then being in searing pain and shooting yourself you know, in the hand. You know what the, like, you know what the alternative is? <laughs> What all we are doing is shooting ourselves. It's just a matter of which part of the body. <laughs> Jameis isn't dead, is he? Like Andy Dalton's not the forever man. 
Jameis exists somewhere. Isn't he coming well, back? Well, look, look. Don't the, we have like good... extra days off now? Like, because we played two games in four days, which is just dumb. Yeah. Well, the, the, the good news is Chris Alave actually appears to be really good. The defense is disappointing, mm-hmm. but there's still people on that team. And yeah, with so a bad think, season, they can just. That you would you get, know. You'd think you'd get a lift from the defense because they haven't been good. We've been pretty good at scoring, really. I think we're pretty high up. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was, I, when it comes to scoring, which is yeah. odd because that was not something we were good at last season. So if our defense is able to like come up to where they're meant to be, like I know that we lost a couple of players, but honestly, like lift game. Um, if they're able to like even just be at their median, then we'll win more games than we lose. If we have uh, a quarterback, uh, no, I don't see. Yes, we, that's well, have a I don't look at so. look at the teams in our division. Yeah, I know. Play. I think, but the Saints on paper dum, are only dum, a seven dum, win dum, team, dum. That's and they're already good. two and five, which hurts. They should be three and well, I guess they should be worse because they should have lost to the Falcons week one. But yeah, they're they're looking like seven and ten. Is seven and ten good enough to make the playoffs in that crap division? Yes, probably not. Probably not. But it's. It's still funny to think about that possibility. And so we've got the Raiders. We've got the Ravens. We've got the Steelers. The Rams, 49ers, Buccaneers, Falcons. None of those games sound like guaranteed wins. Like maybe the Steelers, but like none of those games sound like guaranteed wins. The Raiders are not good. Shush. It's not a guaranteed win at all. The Saints aren't good. (laughs) But it's at home. We're in with a chance there. So, look, you're in with a chance there. Ravens, all right, maybe no. Um, Steelers, yes. Rams, tell me why not. Tell I'm me not saying it's. Think, I'm not saying they can't the win. Says no. All right, I'm not saying they can't win. I'm saying the 49ers just... to win. The Buccaneers, they can kick rocks. No, we're taking that. The Falcons, they can kick rocks too. The Browns, I don't know. That asshole might be back then, so we'll wait and see. The Eagles, probably not, because Jalen Hurts killed us when he wasn't good. The Panthers, we can win that. You're just saying um, names, and other than the Falcons and Panthers, all of those are like yeah. I think that they have not a great chance of winning that game. Like we, even, even like me being not optimistic, we can win seven of these games. Seven of the last ten. The Panthers, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Rams, the Steelers, the Raiders. <laughs> That's pretty optimistic. This this team is not I that good. Can't. This team is playing without receivers. Look, without look, a quarterback look. without receivers, and is still the fourth highest scoring team in the league. Look, I sat on quarterback our live, and receivers. We, we recorded Friday's show during that game on Thursday, and I I saw the statistic on the broadcast. Andy Dalton had the fifth highest passer rating in the league since taking over from Jameis Winston. Was that before he threw two pick sixes in one minute? Yes, it was, but. It's still point proven. Andy Dalton had one of the top five passer ratings in the league since taking over for Jameis Winston. They're not terrible. No, and, but and like look I, at the other pe- the other four people in the top five. One of them is one of them's Geno Smith. <laughs> like I said, it's a league of meh at the moment. It's a league of meh in the middle. Yes, it's it's parody. No, but it's a league of parody. meh at the top. There's Geno Smith, there's Jalen Hurts. Well, well no, the no. The, at, the, at the top, there's Buffalo and there's Kansas City I'm and then there's like... Rating. You were talking about passer rating. I was talking about passer rating. Geno oh. Smith and Jalen Hurts are like one and two. I think two is up there. Then none of these people are very good. <laughs> Josh Allen's really good. Patrick Josh Mahomes Allen is really good. Really good. 
Um, Lamar Jackson's really good. They're not in the top five, Kyle. The dopey ones are. Why? Here's what I will say about uh about the Saints. The good news is that their offense. Look, their defense has great pieces. Their Chris Olave, shout out San Diego Zone. Chris Olave is amazing. They have Alvin Kamara still. Their offensive line has two Pro Bowlers. Now with their top pick, they can draft a quarterback. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, they don't have a uh, very mind. funny word. I love that. That's oh, wait, right wait. Kyle. They, you really set right. that up they, really well. You set that up well. Shut your face. Shut your face. Okay. I, let, I, let, I don't want to go too far away from Matt fly. Ryan because I think this is. I never want to go too far away from Matt Ryan's steaming corpse. Look, look the, it. There is so this is genuinely the funniest thing I've seen all year is what's happening really? right now. Because like, really? Ge- genuinely, what's happening with Matt Ryan and the Colts what's happening to what Aaron Rodgers is not funny. That's no, funny. Matt Ryan's funnier. Matt Ryan is funnier because <laughs> this, th- is, this what, is basically what happens when when there, when when everything's on fire and, you know, the only outcome is it's all going to get burned down. You just got to let it burn like when that's what you're looking at. And and you see how people react to it. Like Matt, Matt Ryan had a separated shoulder and was going to miss this game anyways this week. The Colts went out of their way to say, hey, we're benching him because he sucks. They went out of their way to say, we're benching this guy because he is ass. Yeah, he's hurt. We would have benched him anyways. They did not have to do that at all. At all. They could have just shut him down for an extended period of time like they were going to anyways. They went out of their way to give him the middle finger. And it's just amazing. Also, when I first saw the news, I was like, oh, well, it's probably a situation if they're shutting him down for the year where if he plays a certain number of snaps, they save money. No, it's not that. It's not that. It's fully guaranteed either way. Nope. No, Didn't no. Have a cap hit. No, no. Atlanta's got a cap hit, but that's just dead cap for this season. After this year, Atlanta is clear off the books. Colts got to pay that man forty-one million fully guaranteed for the next two seasons. Do they save any money by benching him? No, they don't. They just mm-hmm. did it anyways. It's just it's incredible, and we're so one who, injury so away from Nick is... Foles quarterbacking that team. Oh, that'd be fun. Will so not be fun. Car- who is currently the quarterback of the Colts? Uh, that that would be uh, Sam Ellinger would would be the quarterback of the Colts. It would be who? I, I, he won a Sugar Bowl. He won. He yeah. won a Sugar Bowl. Nick that Foles be... won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That that would be that Sam Ellinger at quarterback. Okay. That's the other funny part. They're like, are you like planning to bring in a suitable option? Like when the Jets lost Brees Hall and traded for James Robinson, it's like, would you give up a second round or I'm sorry, would you give up a day two or a day three pick for a suitable back? No, no, we're just going to put in the guy who's clearly a backup. Doesn't save any money. We're going to go out of our way to say this guy is bad. No, just we're going to do it anyways. It's just it's a it's genuine. It's funnier than Aaron Rodgers. It's funnier than the Broncos. Like no, it's we, the, this we made the, our bed. We're just going to live with this. This like, it's, did, it's did this genuinely process? it's hilarious. It's hilarious because they didn't have to do any of that. They just were like, if we fucked up, <laughs> we're, we're paying him forty one million dollars. By the way, that's forty one million dollars guaranteed. Another seventeen million additionally gets guaranteed if he's on the team next season. So 
that's <laughs> 41 million already guaranteed. It's going to cost 17 mil for him to not play for them next year. It's going to cost 34 million for him to play for them next season. And they just they just decided, nope, we're done with this. Someone's getting fired. Not sure who it's going to be, but we're kind of done with this. I'm I'm just looking through the standings now and just like <laughs> it's all just meh. Like mm. blah. Like very Except for except for AFC the five teams up, at the top. Like honestly set it on fire and send it out into the ocean. Both Souths. Both Souths no, can go shush, bleep themselves. Shush, you can bleep yourself. Shush. Um what about I'm I'm here for the Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets. Yeah. I've... I'm here for the Jets. I'm here for the Giants. Maybe some people should put a little bit of respect on Daniel Jones's name because um I will say I I, not, I watched the worst. I watched a Giants game for the first time in a year yesterday when they were on the red zone a bunch with the Jaguars. I feel like I genuinely haven't watched more than like 13 plays from the Giants since week six of last year. So I actually did watch a little bit of that. Daniel Jones. Not terrible. Not terrible. So I think they like, like, not that I want to like out her again, but Mina, Mina, Mina and her Daniel Jones reaction to him being drafted. You know what? They could have done worse. Plenty of teams have done worse. Daniel Jones, he can scoot. He's all right. So, literally, this week of last year was after week six last year. More than the Buccaneers. This is true. I thought Leonard Fournette was just injured last week. I was like, well, they'll get him back healthy. And then I looked at the box score. I was like, oh, shit, he was playing. What? (laughs) Playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny doesn't show up in October, apparently. He was good to start the season. That's why I assumed he was just hurt because he's been the best weapon on the entire team. I was just like, the only weapon on the team. Because one of them was too busy punching people with helmets on. Yeah, that was that was kind of funny. The, the okay, so you know it was kind the of funny thing- watching that dropped not touchdown pass this week. <laughs> it was Mike Evans, like, Mike, Mike Evans, Evans Mike Evans, and then like I I really like it when people take responsibility, but you know what, Mike Evans, it's not all you. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so the thing like, I, the felt, I felt, I felt, I felt the team like that was it for us then, like, sir. You have a higher inflated version of yourself than is actually accurate because it's not it's not all on you. But <laughs> I appreciate you uh, taking responsibility for something. That's yeah, Mike Evans. Who else Mike. would it have been on? Who else would it have been on? It's just he dropped that, and it didn't even matter because Tampa's Tampa looking like that 2019 Patriots team all over again. They're going to lose in the wild card game. Tom Brady's going to leave. He didn't want to be there in the first place. He just he got Bruce Arians fired. It's funny. The thing I'll say about the Giants he got Bruce is Bruce Arians said, fired. He lost yeah. his wife. For what? So week six last year, I said this Giants experiment was a failure and that they should just move on from everyone. And I thought they were going to just fire Gettleman and keep Joe Judge. And I was like, well, that's really stupid. But then they ended up firing Joe Judge like three days after the season ended. And I was like, okay, that's fine. They should have gotten rid of Daniel Jones because I know Daniel Jones isn't good. And I do commend them for being like, well, there's no better option out there. So we might as well just keep him. And I was like, you know what? That is a good strategy. He's cheap. 
he's cheap. <laughs> he so, he's but it's cheap. just the same sad <laughs> strategy that Indianapolis are going to have to implement, except he's cheap. Yeah, it's kind of what Detroit's doing with Jared Goff. It's like, yeah, we don't really have any great options, so let's just oh, except there is better out him. there than Matt Ryan, like any living, breathing human. Oh yeah, but the Colts have like messed this up three times now, so they're they're gonna someone's gonna get fired. You don't get three chances to pick that quarterback and then keep your job. I don't know if it's gonna be Reich or Ballard, but someone's getting fired, and uh, they probably don't deserve it. But when you when you mess up on the quarterback that bad and you have a worse offense than Washington, <laughs> that is uh, that is the a commandos. tough space to find yourself in. Unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Colts still might make the playoffs is the stupid thing. <laughs> they still might make the playoffs while not being the with, third best team in that division. With Egghead or whatever his name is. Yeah, um, no, I'm with you. I'm just give yeah, they're the third in, best in team in that division. And, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence is looking like Kirk Cousins out there this year where he just he puts up a shit ton of yards and has to come back from down six, no timeouts, length of the field to go at the end of the game. Like Jacksonville Jaguars have a higher plus minus than the than the Giants, or at least they did going into last week. I don't think that's the case anymore, but they had a higher. I think them and the Giants have the same plus minus at this point. The Giants might be three better than the than the Jaguars but they they're basically the same team it's just the giants and ugh, it's just gross the giants and jaguars are the jaguars are as good as the giants and the giants are 6 and 1 and the jaguars are 2 and 5 cuz football is blah this year and the giants are going to make the playoffs over the packers yeah but i'd really rather stupid. watch the giants than watch stupid Doug and his stupid bullshit plays why they're they're Giant. at least they're at least cool they're 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 not yeah, fun, they're but they're cool. not bad. They're cool. You know what's cool? Being good at football. Try that. Fuck with Trevor Lawrence is good at football. The same is way he, that like Matthew Stafford he, on the Lions was good at football. Stat Padford. Yeah, that's kind of what Trevor Lawrence is right now. He's just Trevor we're gonna Lawrence throw a lot of yards because like we're gonna be down so a lot of points. Overrated. Boom, 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 boom. Says you right. who was all in on the Jets. You want to talk about I just, I just like, no, I just, I don't rate them. I just think it's fun that they're winning. That they've won more games than many people thought they would the entire season. Yeah, that's fun. You know, like how, how cool is it that all the New York teams are, are good at football? <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm sure there's no disappointment coming for any of them. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Well, one of them, one of them there, we're talking about different standards here. Cause if if Buffalo doesn't yeah. win the Super Bowl, that's going to feel like a disappointment this year. If Buffalo if the, ever wins the Super Bowl again. They're, they're better than the Chiefs for the first time in the last four years. That's something I Absolutely. haven't been able to say until now. Absolutely. So there's but nothing stopping them. There is. Dumb teams that just win. No, the Buffalo will beat the shit out of all of them. Like the those dumb teams are fun because they're beating other dumb teams. Like when the Giants beat the Titans week one, I didn't watch that game and I saw the score. I was like, oh, the Titans probably fucked up somehow. (laughs) And then this week I'm watching the the um the The Jets Broncos or I'm hearing about the Broncos Jets game because that's a classic fourth game out of four on the red zone channel in the afternoon. And I saw the Jets won 16 nine. I was like, yeah, the Broncos probably fucked that up somehow. That's probably how that one ended. Yeah. I am um, with because I had work this week. I 
have been playing catch up. But I woke up on Monday morning my time, so Sunday afternoon yours, and was watching a bit of the Seattle game and then I started Red Zone from the start and watched for a bit of that before I went to work. And I'd already checked the scores and I was like, I want to watch this dumb fuck of a day because it was just great results all around. Tom lost, Aaron lost, Seattle won. Well, <laughs> it's just great Kansas results. Kansas City put up yeah. 40 points and looked really fun. Yeah, there was, there was like fun to be had for all. It was, it was a good time. Yeah. yeah, we like to have fun here. And we I do didn't like to have it, fun. But here. I had fun just reading the results. And then Matt my Ryan. Second, my second team, the Cincinnati Bengals, smacked the Falcons. That was funny. That was funny. There was one point Joe Burrow had 228 passing yards. Mark Spariota had two. It was amazing. I was like, Bengals offense is fun. Oh, this is a fun thing that no the game shit, I'm Kyle, playing now. The Bengals offense is fun. If you had watched the first six games of the season, that would not be something that we were 100% certain about. <laughs> I, I'm not... I'm not going by this season dumb. No, season, I've seen dumb the season I've seen of the, rubbish. No, I've seen, look, a, this is an outlier. This season of crap is an outlier. I want to get to the next one where the good people are. Where are the good people? Morgan, and why Morgan, aren't they playing are, the good football? You are correct. I just it was a nice reminder to to be reminded that the Bengals are capable of just dropping 35 points out of the sky at halftime. It was fun to be reminded of that. I had I, I, I hadn't seen I never, that since December lost, of last year. I never lost faith in my boy, Joey B. I, I knew it was there. It was just fun to have the reminder. It was How just, cute it was, just was fun he when he to... came back? How cute was he when he came back to Louisiana with his, his LSU on? He's so sweet. Sweet little thing. <laughs> love him. Yeah. You should, love, you love, should love. jump. Let's talk the about Bengals. It's much more fun. Oh, I like that. I like this. I like that too. What, what intrigues you about college football? Do the LSU Tigers have a quarterback? Oh God, I hate you. God, I hate that. I hate what? This. I have to find one good team. Oh, no, I've got two don't, good teams. That's okay. Don't go directly to LSU. There's so much more fun. I, I thought you were going to no, talk. No, I was about... just going to. No, I wanted to ask about Jaden Dennis. I just wanted to ask about the quarterback. I wasn't even talking about the wins. Like he looks good. He looks genuinely good. Um, no one cares about LSU. Wrong. No one, no one... I do, and I'm fifty percent of the people on this podcast right now. So, shut up. <laughs> good no one cares about uh, number twenty-four ranked LSU and their oh. future, <laughs> their future Outback Bowl appearance. When we are going to the Gasparilla Bowl, you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Bad boy I just say Outback Bowl because I gen- oh I guess there's the Music City Bowl that's that's one of those that a sad SEC usually Texas A and M but it's usually a sad SEC Texas A and M are not bowl eligible <laughs> no I know but Texas A and M the joke the joke Texas used A&M. to be lol Texas A and M oh my goodness I had a I had a, a bit of a rough day yesterday. So listening to the shutdown full cast just absolutely rip AM to shreds. Rip the U to shreds. Great. Oh my goodness, it's great. The U. Let's talk about the U. <laughs> Should we talk about that? Why are we picking the bad teams? I guess. I liked the fact that somebody from Duke snapped the U over his knee. 
<laughs> that was hilarious. And the uh, fact okay. that a team that, I... <laughs> that <laughs> made the turnover chain famous is then now just a massive turnover took it, merchant. They took it away and then had eight it's... turnovers. I let me let me explain what was happening with this. So I uh, I do a show at the station in Sacramento from nine to twelve. So I, I there's TVs on, but obviously, why would I watch Duke in Miami? Why would that be something that I would watch at nine a.m. on a Saturday? Um, so after the show ends, I open Twitter, and the first tweet I see is Spike Ryan. This is genuinely the worst day of my life. <laughs> And I saw that. I'm like, what happened? What did I miss in this weird time warp of a situation? And and then I, I saw the 48 <laughs> to 20, the 48 20 loss to Duke. I was like, oh man, that is rough. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> it's so funny. <laughs> And like I was, the listening ACC. To, I was listening to something before, like just Mike ramble on about the fucking you, and just like defend him and like Mario Cristobal doesn't have this, he doesn't have that, he doesn't have this. I'm like, hang on a minute, didn't all we hear about is how he is going to recruit, he's going to recruit, recruit, he's been out, he's doing all these things, he's getting all these players. These people suck. And I understand, broke. like I understand that it's only like season one but talk a big game you got you can't be losing to duke uh, the thing the thing i say all the time and, and this applies to every college football program when you count transfer portal and you count timing of firings every first year coach gets a pass no matter how bad it was and that was tested last year when texas lost to kansas at home that shit was tested but I still attest any first year coach gets a pass, which is funny that like of all the first year coaches, Brian Kelly is the one that actually looks like he's doing the best in the first year is genuinely surprising to you me. Know why? It's because they've embraced him like a family. <laughs> or that he's actually a good coach. But well, then again, I really guess. good at this. I don't know. Yeah. Is that? I mean, and like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about that. Mario Cristobal. I don't rate Oregon. I don't watch their games. I never did. I just like to say quack when I see them on the screen, but I just think Mike's full of shit. I'm sick of hearing about the U. The U are trash. The well, U are nothing. Like, I like when they talk about the U in terms of like when shit goes south or when something really good happens. Like I could get behind that, but when it's just like, hey, they played Georgia Tech, I'm like, I don't really care about the X's and O's minutia of the program. I don't even care about the players specifically because I don't care about college football in that way. I just, I'm like, My, well, I guess I Texas know something. Texas A&M at the start of this season, they were both ranked. Oh, my favorite tweet that ended up coming true, I think it was from the, the Sickos Committee account, um, was basically like, the rankings are going to try and say that because Texas A&M beat a ranked Miami, they will go up and Miami will still be ranked when in reality, neither of these teams should be ranked. And that proved to be 100% true. <laughs> neither of those teams should have been ranked. Neither of those teams are ranked and neither of them will be ranked for the rest of the season. And that is 100% correct. The rankings were just especially stupid this year because you want to talk about parody and uh, <laughs> parody and 
the NFL parody in college football. You just you take away the uh, <laughs> you take away like the top six teams. It is just parody galore in college football this year. It is it is a whole lot of nobodies can beat nobodies on any given week. Yeah, that's true. It's it's true of both of like just yeah. football everywhere at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? We we were doing a podcast last week where we were talking about the college football playoff teams. I was like, there's six teams that can make the playoffs. And they were, and then the first I was talking to is like, well, I guess TCU's still undefeated, UCLA's undefeated, there's still theoretical paths. Everyone lost who could have had a path to the playoff. Old Miss lost. I was like, good. We finally got everyone out of there and there's still a month to play. So now we can focus on the games that actually matter, which is Tennessee, Georgia, and Ohio State, Michigan, and just just making sure Clemson doesn't fuck up so they can be this year's Notre Dame and get the meaningless fourth playoff spot. Speaking of meaningless fourth playoff spot, um, did you see the Cincinnati punter this week? The Cincinnati Bearcat punter? Yep. I, I did not. I do not know what this is. 84-yard punt. 84-yard punt? Man, no end no wind, no zone. nothing. End zone to end zone. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty freaking impressive. Followed it up with a 77-yard punt. His name's Mason wow. Fletcher. He's Australian. I guess that he was Australian. Anytime we have yeah. punter talk, it's usually an yeah. Australian punter. His brother is also a punter, but I think for, I don't know, another team that they actually played this year. Maybe it was huh. Wisconsin. I don't know. Yeah, but Arkansas? His brother... Yeah, Arkansas. Yeah. Getting it warmed. Um, I think it was Arkansas. And their dad played over 400 games of football in Australian North football, which is like a huge amount. There's only four players in the history of the game that have played that, and their dad's one of them, and he lives around the corner from me. Cool story. 84 yards. Impressive punt. It made Shout out to cool. Australian punters who Morgan lives next to, who it's grew up next to Morgan. Yeah. His parents live around the corner. Um, but... That's all we can do in this sport of NFL is punt. Except when, so, you, so you just wanted to talk about college Michael football Dick, to talk about Michael, LSU when, and Australian punt. So when Michael Dixon just doesn't actually kick the ball at all and runs. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. That was ridiculous. Just the, so, for so those who don't know, that. the Seattle punter basically like looked like he was doing a fake punt and then like got flipped by a defender and just never. It's just it was a weird. Just never weird actually run. put the ball to his foot at all. Just yeah, like running like an Australian style punt, but just like didn't even try to fake it either. Just kind of nope. was like, oh, no, I'm just going to fall down now because the person mm. has gotten to me. Yeah, <laughs> it, just... it was just uh, it, he had a brain fade. He must have had a brain fade because it made no sense. Whatever, whatever he was doing there. Yeah. Um, so you just wanted to talk college football to talk LSU and Australian punters. No, I, I had no interest in talking about Australian punters, but I just saw it again on Twitter. Um, I. <laughs> Did want to talk about LSU, yeah, obviously, because um, <laughs> Ole Miss, lol, <laughs> lol Miss, um, that was a good win. Um, I, I want to know if we are going to crowdfund for the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine that we got for storming the field, because um, or is that just do real teams just pay their fines and uh, like and maintain their own stadiums appropriately rather than having to get someone to pay for? Yeah. 
None of these broke boys out here. LSU, LSU has infinite resources, so they can just hire only assholes to run their programs. I'm sorry. Tell me where the angelic people are in college football. LSU is at the top of the, the, the devil's list, though. I mean, LSU. It's not at the top of the devil's list. It's close. Like, yeah, we're up there. Uh, one of the one of a handful of programs. We're, we're that definitely has multi- we're definitely bowl eligible in the asshole stakes. <laughs> there, no, there's assholes in college football. And then there's programs with multi hundred billion dollar lawsuits. That's that's another All right, tier. So we're playing we're playing off in the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl. I don't know. We're, we're yeah, you're playing, playing the Rose Bowl against the USC assholes. against the against the enabling pedophilia of USC. That is uh, that's uh, what you're going I, up against. Uh, I feel icky about that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's Gosh. again, like I said, there's a list of assholes and then there's your school got a hundred million dollar settlement for being at negligent. And that's also what LSU is at, at worst malicious and at best negligent. It's where LSU's at my hometown school, San Diego state's getting in this game too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your friend, your friend. Didn't, didn't didn't we talk him up previously? Nope, nope, not on this podcast. No, not on this podcast. Not. I just Gojo, Gojo absolutely never talked about him either. That guy, mm-mm. don't even know we, that guy's uh, name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, out of the sake of being jur- having journalistic integrity, because we're following this story pretty closely. There's a link to mm-hmm. the podcast we did on Matt Areza and again San Diego State at worst being culpable in covering up this case and at best being negligent in ignoring the case of Matt Areza raping a 17-year-old girl at San Diego State and yeah we're headed towards that territory we're going to we're going to clear house sooner rather than later with that institution because uh that is everything there if you've read the reporting on that is really gross and uh the, the football you, team is bad you this look, year. And they're if you look a little excuse. too closely at any of these places, they're sick. Honestly. You are correct. But again, it's a separate tier of hundreds of millions of dollars in lawsuits that uh, LSU has entered the game in. And credible reporting all across the board from USA Today, which is not protecting women at any of these institutions, or specifically LSU. Never. No, yeah. plenty, of these, uh, plenty of these institutions. But then again... Look to the NFL. How do we treat women there? <laughs> yeah, it's professional sports. Women. A fish, a fish rots from the head. And yeah. if college football is going to take from NFL, are women important? Absolutely not. Let's continue. College football is even more conservative than the NFL. And that's a position of we're going to deny the rights of women within our workplaces and we're going to deny the, the women's opportunities to be in these sports. Uh, so this is. A byproduct of society at large. College football and the NFL are very much not clean in these respects. At least the NFL is a corporation that actually has to answer to some sort of morality. It's not a great sense of morality, but they have to answer to some sense of morality. These these college football programs don't necessarily. I mean, you would think that no, they run giant their own shows. Yeah, <laughs> you would think that billion dollar institutions would be governors on some of this stuff, but not the ones where the football program has more power. They they get free reign on some well, of these cases. Well, when it when it funds everything else, then yeah, yeah, I know that's that's a messed up part about a lot of this. And I mean, and at the end, of the day, we've seen the worst case scenario. That's ours. 
Yeah, we've seen the worst of this. I mean, not the worst of it. There could always be worse, but we've seen decades of neglecting abuse come to light at a not insignificant number of these programs. Like Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, UC, uh, USC, they all of them have had similar settlements when it comes to like hundreds of millions of dollars in lawsuits for, for neglecting abuse over decades. And Penn state obviously was the one that was the most public because of the national outcry to a famous football coach being a sexual predator, like college football at its worst enables and lets that behavior exist. And institutions don't step in when they need to, even though, institutions are these these colleges are basically fully functioning governments and also don't step in in those situations i just put just for shits and giggles googled penn state an article from five hours ago the founder of the proud boys gavin mcginnis was to speak at penn state's university park campus oh okay that's the get down for penn state okay I assume that'll get canceled now, but oof, oof. For weeks, oof. students at Penn State had been demanding that the administration cancel the event. Yeah, I assume now that it has national headlines, it will get canceled. But mm, uh, 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 this is uh, guess who just re-entered the asshole stakes. <laughs> Welcome back, Penn State. We missed you. We we <laughs> we sent your former president to jail. Welcome back. Welcome back to the game. Uh, wide out. The, more than one sense of the word. The only... Uh, <laughs> oh, that was a good joke. I hate that it was a good joke. Man, that was a good joke. Thank you. I'm so... I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to ruin this for myself. I had to Google that the wideout was at Penn State because I'm so oblivious. <laughs> But I knew it was a good joke, so fuck off. It was a really good joke. That's the thing. Even though like, I had to I, Google it. I that I that one's one sure. of those where we don't have an Akeem Nix laugh, but that's one of those where Akeem Nix laugh comes in uh, <laughs> comes into play on that one. That was clever. <laughs> I laughed at it before I even said it, but then I Googled to make sure it was Penn State. <laughs> I'm really good at this. I'm foreign. 